got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers and talking rap careers Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew, doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check You're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear Welcome to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. This is Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, also mm. known as Jamie Bennett. Jamie. And I'm, I'm here with my homie cookbook. And we're also here with Peter Baratheon. We, He's sitting right behind us. We are here in Los Angeles at Peter Winsky's uh, Fancy Flat. A.K.A. Peter Lannister. I don't even know what that means. He does. Watch don't worry about it. <laughs> this is uh, Brews, Beards, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> and right now, Cookbook and I are about to take a shot of Jameson. Shot of Jamo. I'm doing this for you, bro. One, two, three. Wow. Oh, ah. There we go. It was Jamie's whole goal to get me to drink. I told him I'll take a shot, and we're done. That's it, huh? That's it, man. I got to drive. I got life. I don't know. I can't go home drunk. My wife will divorce me. We don't want that. She probably wouldn't, but just... <laughs> If we can get another one in you, though. Then I might have a problem. No, well, we don't have a problem. <laughs> so, I'm also, um, we're both drinking water. I definitely got a nice, tall glass with a beautiful scene of the Grand Canyon. I, I almost <laughs> teared up just yeah. looking at the sunrise coming over the beautiful rocky. It just gave me sort of a sensation that it's hard to describe. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Peter, what are you and I drinking? Pop Fuji. Tell me about it. What is it? Beer? <laughs> It's beer, bro. It's an unfiltered The name of your show thing. is Brews. It's a beer. Yeah, but we got to talk about what kind of beer it is. You guys have to talk about that. We, we, we also, Peter and I also just had a two-hearted ale. Who okay. brews that? Bells. Bells. Pop Fuji's by Brewery West. <laughs> Brewery West. San Pedro. Where are they? Oh, San Pedro. So on my episode of your podcast, this is the most you've gotten into about talking about freaking alcohol I don't even drink. <laughs> All the other ones, like, you just came in like, oh, yeah, we had a beer. Anyway, so what's up with those? Well, that's what happens when you listen at, at two times the speed. You, you miss it. No, I don't miss it. My <laughs> brain is fully trained to accept it at two times the speed. So what's up, man? So, Talk to me. You yeah, say man. you got notes and stuff? What do you want I to talk notes. about, man? I I'm here, notes. bro. You want uh, me to take it over? Why don't you have a beard, dude? Why don't I have a beard? Yeah, what's going on with Because that? I don't grow good facial hair, first of all. It's patchy. It's thin. It's okay. rat-like. It's not tight. Yeah. The most I've always been able to do is that nice little, you probably remember my nice oh, little yeah. Puerto Rican lineup. Yeah. You know yeah, the lineup. I remember that. It's nice little goatee, <laughs> line beard combo. That's the best I could do. And I would even grow some of the hairs like sort of longer to kind yeah. of fill it in. Just being honest, man. See, that's too bad though, because I think you would you would look like a... What would I look like? You would look like a hip Fidel Castro. Dude, there's got to be like an app called like Beard Me or something. There's got to be. Yeah, that would be nice. I sh- we should do it, and then we'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And let's just see what the people say. And then maybe it's like time that. for me to give it a shot, dude. That's, that's a good... That's and then I come back, plan. and then I have 
at least one more thing to talk about in your three subjects of <laughs> brews, beards, and chipwrecks. That's true. You know? That's true. I, I tried to grow a beard on the internet for a year with, uh, with Uno, and he said he was going to do it. And he and quit quick. I already know yeah. how that goes. Yeah, he, did, he didn't last very long at all. I once grew, uh, told Flynn I would grow my hair out with him. <laughs> I guess, you know, he, he kind of balded early or yeah. whatever, so I think it was already pretty thin on yeah, his side yeah. of things. You know, he bailed out on me, like, in less than a month. But yeah. I think I committed to six months, and I went all in, and it was it was pretty bad. There's pictures of, <laughs> <laughs> there's pictures of me on the Internet. Like, yeah. uh, you can go to Instagram. It's it's kind of a curly mess. Yeah. You know, not so tight. All right. No, it's not nice. Not, not so nice. Huh? Definitely not the way my wife would have me grow my hair out these yeah. days. She's pretty happy with what you're doing, though, right? She's pretty happy with everything I'm doing, if you know what I'm oh. talking about. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I love you, Baron. You know it's all love. I don't be talking about that stuff. <laughs> so, so, I hear you are into Star Wars. This I've is always news to me. Are you so, see, look, here's the thing, and especially now that I do, like, a lot of podcasting myself, so people get to know, like, uh, yeah. all of me, not just the rap yeah. persona or, like, the sure. musician or whatever. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of nerd nerd stuff about me man like and star wars is one of them. i've been a star wars fan for as long as i've been alive pretty much yeah and yeah dude i'm into it man i even like phantom menace really let me That's tell you bold. about let, let me tell you That's about this <laughs> phantom menace um i don't like this all the same things that other people don't like about okay. phantom menace i yeah. hate jar jar binks is a complete idiot sure all those things right he likes them I can't tell. My Peter. wife does. Wow. Okay. <laughs> respect. I respect your wife's choice. Okay. But as far as me and my house, I think you. We will say, serve the force. As far as Mista and my house, <laughs> no. Isn't that how it goes? That's how his <laughs> household. That might be his household. My household. We will serve the force. All no. Right. Um. But check this out. So my kid is now five, and so. I got them on Star Wars, right? Yeah. So I bought all of them, and we were just sitting at the home, like, watching them. Yeah. And uh, and so we, I made them watch them in the same order I saw them in, like, four through six. Okay. And then go back to the prequels, right? Sure, yeah. It's funny, though. I'm sitting there watching the prequels with them, and it was during the election. Yeah. So our election, you know? And I, I found a new respect for Phantom Menace. I think if people go back and watch... Phantom Menace now in the political climate that we live in. It's kind of boring back then when you're so excited that a new right. Star Wars is coming back and it's a bunch of like fucking politics. Yeah, yeah. But watching it like while Trump and Hillary were battling it out, going like, damn, there's like a whole government right. system that this dude wrote. It's yeah, it's yeah, a lot of yeah. politics and, and it's pretty intricate. I mean, he didn't get the respect he deserved for it and yeah. I understand why. Yeah. But it's there, and I no, think it's I, unique and cool. I agree with that. Like, the, the political stuff is really interesting in those films. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that. I wasn't into it when I first saw it, but I just was into Star Wars, so I just accepted it. Right. All right, Phantom Menace is like, if you had three children or six children yeah. and one was kind of ugly, <laughs> you know in your heart he's ugly, but you love him. I mean, love him. he's your kid, right? <laughs> right. That's how yeah. I felt about Phantom Menace. It's like... Dude, you know it's whack, but yeah. it's Star Wars. I still saw it a lot of times when I was out in the theater. Yeah, you know I was into it, man. Yeah, it's <clears throat> this is kind of nerdy, but you it's know, all you, nerdy. Everything you, we're talking you, about right now. Is I nerdy. love it. Uh, so you talk about the um, 
watching an order that it came out. Yeah. So there's a debate. I used to be an elementary school teacher, and there's a debate among teacher nerds on how to read the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. You can read them in chronological order. Yep. Or you can read them in the order in which he wrote them. And the very first book, I think, was last or second to last that he wrote. Mm -hmm. So it was like he wrote a prequel. And anyway, there's a lot. Why, of why is he trying to be all abstract? He just write the books, man. Well, he he did just write the books, but he got an idea to like write a a story before. So then yeah. it's not actually the way to read it. You read it the way he wrote it. So he they, he read he wrote a book, and then yeah. he got an idea for a story of like, oh, when this dude was a kid or whatever. And yeah. He wrote a different story. Yeah. Yes, it connects. It's like Rogue One. Rogue One surprisingly connected to the first movie, but so what? Yeah. My kid Rogue didn't One watch was good. it. Well, Rogue One it. was good, and what made it great was the ending. Yeah. When when you start feeling the music change to the music you already know, all of a sudden those dudes have those helmets on that you recognize. You're right. Like, what yeah. in the hell's going on right now? Yeah. Then you realize what's going on. I'll never forget that moment. Me and yeah. Uno Mas walked out the theater like, I think I almost cried, dude. Really? It was amazing. Yeah. Then the CGI Princess Leia looking all sexy. What's up? I got my white <laughs> robe on. Hope. Yeah. And you're like, damn, a new hope. That yeah. was hard. You see that see? little that little ship fly away? Come on, Chun J. This is probably a controversial opinion, but I think Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. That's not controversial to me. That's tight. My favorite is Return of the Jedi. That's a, that's solid. I never knew. That there's this big debate that how bad Ewoks are, the same way people debate Jar Jar Binks. I didn't know really? that until like a few years ago. Yeah, I didn't know that. I've always loved it. I yeah. thought, cool, man. Yub, yub, wub, yub, wub, It's all good, right? <laughs> I like that song. Yub, yub. What's wrong with that? But we were children. Yeah. So I guess like the dudes who were like our age at that time were like, yo, it's Star Wars, bro. Get it right, George. And then they see these little fuzzy teddy bears. Maybe I, yeah. that's our Jar Jar. Right. But so, still, man. So Peter's over here um, desperately needing to be on the podcast because he is not happy about the comments we just made on no, Rogue no, One. No, no, no. You don't want to hear my opinions on Rogue One. Well, we just said like we it. want to hear it. I just, no, I didn't, I didn't like it. I, it seemed uh, poorly characterized. The best character in the film is a robot. Is not a person who can't really actually have a character arc because they're programmed in a specific way. Wow! It just—I don't know. It didn't—it didn't click with me. Look, I—I—I—I I, 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 I really appreciate what you said about it. I yeah. think that's great. It just didn't. I, hey, didn't Peter. Click with me. Listen, man. You like Game of Thrones, so I already <laughs> respect your opinion right off top. And not only do you like Game of Thrones, like you knew intricate details about it. So whatever you guys say about Rogue One, I fully accept it. And I think there is an argument. I mean, we're really nerding out like 15 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> but I think there is an argument to be said about maybe not being able to co totally connect with the characters in Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. It was definitely dark. I felt fine connecting to them. Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, the people that did connect with them were very upset that all of them die. Right. Everyone dies. Yeah. But yeah. you kind of know, like, there's no, that's the way it was going to go. Because it's it's a, a movie that we already knew was placed in between right. movies that we know they're not in. Yeah, it, it has So to be we that. already know they're gonna they're on a suicide mission. Yeah. Like, we know it. Yeah. And as the movie goes on, you can tell. The, all these people are going to die. When yeah. the Death Star is right over them, they're not getting off the planet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
Some people are upset with that. I mean, whatever. You can't please everybody. You just yeah. got to do what you do. It's the same thing like music, bro. You do yeah. put your music out. I guarantee you a lot of people don't like your music. Yeah. yeah. I don't like your music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, a lot of people don't like my music. A lot of people don't like, you know, that's just what it yeah. is. Art, it's, it's like you have to do what's true to you. Yeah. And you put it out. Yeah. And the people it resonates with, those are your people. Regardless yeah. of who those people sure. are. And I think like... For me, in my career, one of the mistakes I made is trying to uh, get the people I want versus just take the people that I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those people are the ones that are rocking with you. Yeah. Feed them, love them, and let it grow from there. And sure. eventually, maybe you go to the people that you quote unquote think you want. Yeah. Maybe you never do, but guess what? You get a career. Right. You get an amazing career doing what you love. And not to say I haven't had that. I have had that, but I'm yeah. saying like, to where it probably could have gone versus where it did go, um, I think has a lot to do with what I just told you now. It's like always wanting something and aiming your guns in two different directions instead of just going, hey, where's the energy? Where's the flow? Sure. And saying, do I want to rap for a living or do I want to make movies? Like, yeah. who's your market? Like if, if, if dudes makes independent films, but every time 300,000 people watch that film and support it and he makes a living off it, dude, keep making it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. Same thing with, like, if if a person can make a record, and every time they make a record, it's guaranteed they're going to sell 10,000 copies of that record. That's a living. Yeah. You have a living right there. Yeah. Do it. Feed those 10,000. Be good to them. Love them. Give yeah. them back massages. You know what I mean? <laughs> Send them thank you cards. Man, do what you got to do. Yeah. Keep them happy. And the 10,000, it will grow yeah. because it'll just, it's like, you know, river going down a hill it's gonna find the paths it's gonna find its way to the to the bottom to the people yeah. that it needs to find you know what i mean yeah in the, in the early days we used to do a lot of personal touch stuff real ruckus whoa whoa time. whoa bro <laughs> not not what not massages yo what <laughs> yeah a little shoulder bro i'm out of here bro <laughs> i don't want to hear this this interview is over <laughs> we'd play a show there's this company in Bakersfield that makes candy, mm -hmm. and like they're well known in Bakersfield. We would buy their their taffies, the dwarves chews. All right. And we would send them with a thank you note to people that got us shows. And they oh, that's good. All that like, stuff is great. They would message us and be like, nobody has ever done that before. Exactly. And next thing you know, we're playing Las Vegas like every six weeks. Hello. Because the same people they want, want that taffy. That's right. Listen, in this era, I don't know who's listening to this. Yeah. Probably some priests, some Orthodox people. <laughs> but if there's any artists or any people that are trying to conduct business in this digital era, there yeah. still is something about an actual quote-unquote touch, whether it be sending something in the mail yeah. or doing something along the lines of what you just said. That is the kind of things that make um, make you stand out from the crowd these days. Yeah. It, it's never been any different. When you add personal touches, when you add that something extra, people remember that, yeah. period. So it's did, always a good idea. Did you ever remember seeing our Christmas cards? I do, I yeah. do. Because we used to send them to the Terradome. The Terradome was... You used to wear like Christmas sweaters and stuff. You'd be like, yeah. Step, you, it, all I have in my brain is you guys looking like the cover of Step Brothers, the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's That's fair. pretty much what it was. That's it was fair. like you, John C. Riley, and Will... You probably Will Ferrell, and the other dude's probably John C. Mm -hmm. Riley. I don't know. I don't know. We did we did it for a few years and then and that was around the time when Pigeon John produced our demo and then we we, we made a movie. Okay, so that's actually you did make a movie and you didn't ask me to be in it. Sorry. But I'm not going to be offended by that because you did ask Pigeon John to be in it. 
You didn't know who I was back then. I was barely on your radar. Pigeon John didn't know who you were either. Yes, he did. That dude slept on my on my couch. Listen, I slept on his I'm not going to get into, you know, how much people <laughs> played favorites or not. I'm not getting into that. I'm also not getting into who's the hotter MC nowadays and the hotter lyricist and musician. Puerto Rico! Yeah, I'm a rep, what I am, Mexicano by blood Brown skin, short hairs, got me labeled a thug Uno más, sin censura, lecturas poéticas Pistolero vocal y quizás me seguirás Like a pipe piper, I shall lead and not follow Represento mi cultura, like the art of Frida Kahlo Mi gente, mi arte, mi vida, mi corazón uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh. The J. Hancock, I sign Reese Palma I take pride in my fam con todo mi alma I wouldn't be me without repping my family Familia es primero desde el día que yo nací And that's a Latin thing, but we got love for everyone Cuando llegas a la fiesta you get treated like a son Manos arriba everyone, está buena el ambiente Donde están los mexicanos, gritamos presente Puerto Rico, presente México, presente Puerto Rico, presente México, presente Puerto Rico, presente México, presente Puerto Rico, Estamos aquí en los Estados Unidos Unificados a uno para hacer mucho ruido Somos los técnicos contra los rudos El libro de cocina siempre lo guarda crudo Con música grande de subsuelo al cielo Caliente como infierno y frío como hielo Controlo la escena solo o con equipo Las sinfonías somos los amigos del ritmo soy soltero, soldado sincero Repítalo, usted puertorriqueño son primeros La canción de mi corazón presenta la isla Mira mi historia y fotos en revistas Mi vida no es loca, es rica y suave Doy gracias por regalos musicales de mi padre Y mi madre me dijo que voy a ser una estrella Me dio todo entonces, lo hago por ella Puerto Rico, presente México, presente Puerto Rico, presente México California bear? Yeah. What are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> give, me the, get you drunk. give me the smaller <laughs> one, bro. Yeah. You really are bad, aren't you? No, I'm going to wake up. Stop. What happened? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so Peter and I were hanging out. It's like a Game of Thrones game. We, we were in New Jersey at the Shores. We were at a coffee shop, and both working on our laptops, and I, I got up and I said, hey, I got to go pee. Awesome. I'll, I'll be right back. And uh, I said, do you need anything? And he goes, bring me some, something back. Or bring me some bring back. Bring me some back. So I went in. You tell him, bring me some piss back from the bathroom. I like it. I grabbed some toilet paper, and as I was peeing, I just ran it through the stream. Uh -huh. And then I walked up behind him, I sat it down next to him, right there next to his laptop. Uh -huh. And I, just, I don't think I even said anything. You didn't. You just sat it down there, and I just started fucking cracking <laughs> up. He about fell out of his chair. Status. <laughs> Are we doing this now or on the podcast? Do it on the podcast. Yeah, we need to do it on the podcast. I'll very fine. Here, here's you guys. Very nice to meet you. you. Absolutely. I'll be in on the toast, but not actually in on the toast. Cool. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. You're a Game of Thrones fan, though, I know. You dropped a oh, good name. Fuck yeah, man. Stannis Baratheon. Fuck, did you see this past week? Of course I did. Oh, man. it was so good. 
Yo, what do you think, though? Do you think that Dickon and his dad should have... Dickon! Dickon, like... (laughs) It seemed like such a waste, like... No, that was... No, uh, especially... Remember, that's Sam's dad. Yeah. Dude's a total piece of shit. He's a dick, but But he also has flip-flop, though. He's also flip-flop. Right. But then at the same time, he looks at Dickon and says... Like, he wants him to bow. He doesn't want him to die. Right, right. And he just lets his son die, too. Well, he no. Well, the, the thing he's totally it's it's these there are certain people in the show that are completely dedicated to their honor, like. Honor but he's is the not only though. Thing. He's already flip flopped. He's fought for Terrells. Yeah. He flip flopped yeah. to Lannisters. It's, it's he actually fought for Robert Baratheon. Yeah, right during the against Aegon. We're yeah. getting too nerdy now, man. You didn't know I was this nerdy. I, I, I was but this stuff. Well, less, this la- this week was intri- good, but the last week. Last week was when the oh, my, preparing my Jamie's like my favorite character on the show. Yeah, he's great. Preparing myself to like watch him die. Thank God he didn't die, but like that like that moment ten was seconds pretty intense, when he's yeah. charging the fucking dragon. And you're like, and you're like oh I can't. God. I'm not ready for this. It's not. It's not. He his can't time. Die. He it's can't. not his time. He can't. No, but the be- here's my real question. Is Cersei faking the pregnancy? I think she is. To convince Jamie to fucking to keep stay her, with her to keep him locked. Yeah. Fucking crazy. She's bitch. a bitch. Man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> she is it's a unbelievable. Bitch. <laughs> She's a bitch, but I gotta tell you, I love when she blew that grand septum up, man. Oh, that was incredible. awesome. I was cheering for her. I was like, she just it. destroyed the. The church, where she destroyed the Orthodox Church. She did. Pretty, yeah. Well, she destroyed it. Like, it was pretty. And Sanders. I cheered her on. It was. It was uh, Hillary Clinton blowing up Bernie Sanders. Well, that's true. Like, no two ways. That kind that of, like, true. Bernie Sanders, right? <laughs> and it's essentially what Hillary Clinton really did do. Yeah, it's, so. it was incredible, yeah. Anyway. Peter, I think you just became the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so... On this new podcast, Game of Thrones and Friends. <laughs> Cookbook. Yeah. Yes. DJ Repmatic. Who? What? Y'all didn't Wait see this one coming. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's the Phantom. <laughs> you on that rhyming shit? Huh. You on that grinding shit? Huh, okay. Oh, you on that diamond shit? Huh? You on that lion shit? From Puerto Rico, face and vocals gringo. A local thing at Bud MC's like Ocho Cinco. The most you see is me take swing at talking heads. The spot you rock will start to rot. You got that walking dead. And I'm Rick Grimes, spit the sick rhymes. Post apocalyptic dick who gets mines. Slit spines, chop off heads with my machete raps. I am machete, heavy with these deadly raps. The Danny Trejo, rip apart you a hole. In the back, staring at black Winnebago. Your peanut headed friend screaming, It's a trap. Even under construction, my production makes sure it's a wrap. It's uh, like the end of a photo shoot. I hope you know the truth. Don't think that Jason Soto's cute. Nah. I unload and shoot a pro inside this vocal group. Yeah. Say I ain't spoke the truth and end up with a broken tooth. Bitch, you on that wild tip. You on that violent tip. Oh, you on that trifling tip. Man, you on that 50 Tyson tip. You on that last call tip? Yeah. You on that hit the asphalt tip? You on that rap ball tip? Oh no, cooks are vegan, books stop believing. Cooks been deceived, book is a heathen. No, I achieve my own mind state. Avoid landmines of mankind who try to violate. I take the lion's share after I annihilate. Forget the fighting fair as long as I can style great. I will take and create my future destiny. Won't let my hope and faith ever get the best of me. Faith without putting in the work is a corpse. We'll be driving that Porsche if I'd have stayed in action. Sports. But I didn't skate or die. I let the skating die and gave this hate mic a try. I made this life of mine and I ate my slice of pie. Parade my type of rhymes and evade a life of crime. Yeah. Then I'll skate off into the sunset. It ain't stopped being fun yet. My guess is I ain't done yet. Bitch, you on that new gadget shit? You on that expensive hat?
Smells like tang and smells beer. Like tang smells like beer, tang and beer. It? it literally smells like tang and beer. Well, welcome back to Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. It smells like tang and beer in here. I'm not going to lie to you. Beer tang. Peter, just, Let me get some beer tang. <laughs> Peter just poured us a Colt 45 pile driver. Yes. And we put it in the freezer so it would get a little slushy. Ooh. And I'm going to try it. You do that, dude. You do that. It does kind of taste like tang. Beer tang. Beer tang. Do you, beer tang. Do you tang. guys know the the Bob and Tom tang song? No. I, I might. Don't. I might have to just just that insert on it right here. Can they see the inquisitive look on my face. They can see it. They, they can feel it. They, they feel your vibe, dude. They can feel your essence in a podcast. Hi, my name's Bob. Now, there was a time I thought I was going to be an astronaut. I remember the teacher bringing the TV set into the classroom, and we'd watch the Mercury missions blasting off into space. I knew the astronauts wore cool spacesuits, drove Corvettes, and they all enjoyed a powdered drink called Tang. I love Tang, but it's hard to get. It puts me in orbit, so tasty and wet. I look for Tang all over town. So sweet when it's going down, Tang. So tasty and juicy, it takes me to the moon. You scoop it with a spoon. Spoon tang. I love tang any time of the day. I know two girls who feel the same way. I'm gonna meet up with them soon. We're gonna have an afternoon tang. So tasty and juicy, it takes me to the moon. You scoop it with a spoon. Spoon You know, I thought about outer space a lot back then. And I guess like a lot of guys, I had an imaginary astronaut friend. His name was Tom. Hi, Bob. Oh, hi, Tom. And you know, we'd take a lot of trips together to outer space, way beyond the moon, to an imaginary planet we called... Poon. Tang. So tasty and juicy. It takes me to the moon. And the planet Poon. Poon Tang. Bob, I love Tang. Yeah, me too, Tom. But you know they would have sold a lot more if they'd called it. So on, on the L.A. Symphony front, um, you guys were known as pretty much all being Christian dudes. Even if you you weren't going and doing like altar calls and things like that, you, you guys definitely were not doing anything Christian gimmicky. Not at all. But we weren't doing the KJ stuff. You weren't doing that. You Shout out to KJ Five. What up, KJ? Real MC. Go ahead. Those uh, freestyle classes now. He teaches people how to freestyle. That's good, man. You got to get in where you fit in, man, that's, and that's keep the thing. ball rolling. And he can freestyle for days. 
Yeah, no, he's cool. I'm not yeah. mad at him, bro. You got to get in where you fit in. I've yeah. honestly thought about creating an online course on how to make beats and different things. Like, you just That's do what dope. you got to do, man. So, so you guys were not doing anything Christian gimmicky, was but it? you were willing to do shows and Christian festivals so, and things like that. Here, here's how this goes. So we started off and our vision was, you know, never to do any of that, just to make great yeah. music and be who we were. Right. Um, and when we started, there there would be, you know, church shows here and there, but like we were focused and clearly moving towards like clubs and bars and venues yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And we were having good success and good, and that's yeah. part of the reason why we got the record deal. Right. What changed for us is, is um, the president of our label was Steve Taylor, who was yeah. like a super mega 80s Christian rock star. Right. So he has like tons of respect in the Christian market, but he wanted to do the same thing we wanted to do. So that's why we signed with him because we had always said we, we don't want to be on a Christian label. We yeah. don't want that label on us and we don't want to be on a Christian label. Yeah. But we signed with him because he had the same vision as us. So we thought this could work. Yeah. The defining moment was, um, the, I don't know if you remember these youth specialties conference they oh, used yeah, to have. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I went to one of them. So we had, um, salute. So we had, um, sorry, they're drinking, man. There was another Jameson. So there was one in Anaheim that he came out. He was okay. the guy, he was he was a, one of the keynote speakers at all three this particular year. Yeah. And um, so his whole thing that year was this being relevant to culture. That's right. what he was speaking on, like Christians being relevant. And so he wanted to display an example of that by using us. So okay. in the middle of his speech, he brings us out to do three songs to show that Christians can be cool too, bro. Like whatever, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. So we're down because we're like, hey, money, let's do it, whatever. Yeah. Right? We're not really, we're not thinking too far ahead of like what the ramifications could be. Right. right? Good, bad, or indifferent. We're just doing it because he's saying to do it. I mean, we could have come out, the turntables could have fallen, we could have, you know, fell on our heads, yeah. Jay Beats could have peed himself, and we still would have looked like golden children. The yeah. way he introduced us, we could not have failed. Yeah. And we're talking about to an audience of thousands and thousands of youth leaders, pastors, and workers, right, right? Right. So we come out and we don't fall. We don't knock the turntables over. We come out and kill it. I mean, kill it. Yeah. We sold over 100 CDs that day. We were wow. signing autographs for like an hour and a half afterwards. Yeah. Now think about 100 CDs sold to 100 different youth pastors. Right. That's what do you reach, think dude. the ramifications of that is going to be? Yeah. Okay, now he sees what happens and he goes, oh, screw this. We got to fly him out for the other two. So we went to St. Louis and did the same thing. And I think Atlanta or somewhere else and did the same exact thing. Wow. So now there's probably 10,000 youth pastors that are incredibly excited about L.A. Symphony. Yeah. So what do you think happened next? We're over here doing shows with living legends and hanging out with like, you know, the rappers in the bars and the clubs. All of a sudden comes this huge influx of church shows. Yeah. And when and well-paying church shows. We went from making like if we made a thousand bucks, we were happy. We're getting like eight thousand dollar shows now, getting flown Jeez. out. So what when we were touring, you know, it would start it out, it would be mostly regular venues. Yeah. Then it started being like 60-40 churches. Then it started being 50-50 churches. And as we went along, the more we did in the church, the more our our social bank account went down in the other market. 
Gotcha. And that was yeah. the market we were aiming for, like I was telling you earlier. Right, right. So that was the market we wanted, but the market we had was feeding us really well. But right. we were but see if you when you when you talk about vision, you know, you a vision is one thing. Right. If you have two visions, it's division. Yeah. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. We could only go as a group so long that way. So on the outward, it looks like we're doing great. We're right. flying, we're literally traveling the world. We're literally traveling the world yeah, and going yeah. all around America yeah, multiple Europe times. Stuff, right? Europe, South Korea, Canada, yeah. you know, just everywhere. Yeah. Making money. We're, we're making six figures a year. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. But the whole time, we're diluting our brand every church yeah. show. Or we're diluting our brand every club show. But either way, we're diluting our brand because we're not single-minded and single-focused. Yeah. You know, and I've talked to a lot of young like rappers in that Christian market and I told them make a decision. Don't come at me like I could do both. I said, "Well, I've been there. You yeah. can't do both." Yeah. Well, what about Lecrae? What about Lecrae? He didn't do both. He did not do both. Yeah. He did one thing, gospel rap until he was a freaking millionaire. And then they said, "Hey, we can get some of that gospel money. Let's put him on some of our mixtapes." And they they brought him to that market. And is he there now? Not really. Right. He's still gospel man. Yeah. His new tour has some such a religious name. It's like Really? Yeah, he's so I don't really follow his stuff, but I know he's doing I mean, well. But I see him pop up once well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like whatever you, you're choosing to do, it has to you have to be single focused. A vision having a vision is a vision. One. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. so either we were we should have been going like full Jesus, you know, like yeah. uh Tropic Thunder full retard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We should have been going full Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Or we should have said no Jesus all bar all club all focused there because either way we could have taken the momentum we had because we had momentum in both markets and completely you know blew that momentum up and created something even bigger than what we were able to create now look because of the buzz and because of the energy and all the stuff we were able to accomplish a lot like we're we were able to do more than like 98% 98% of people doing music today. Yeah. They still yeah. won't do what we did. So I'm grateful for it. Don't sure. get me wrong. I'm very grateful for all the stuff I went through. But obviously, the 2020 hindsight, I would have gone either full one way. I had a, our pastor at the time when we first started. I talked to him about this. But again, I was super young. young, Not only young in age, but like young in, in like business, music business, right, yeah. all of it. I, you know, I didn't have a great understanding. And he, the pastor told me, he said, you should stop doing churches. Just don't do really? churches. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, the your focus is where it should be. That's what your vision is. So you should not do church. Yeah. But I didn't fully understand it at that time. Right. Plus, you get a show, hey, man, come to Redondo Beach and we'll pay you $4,000. <laughs> like, you're yeah. like... That's easy to change your vision. You know what I mean? One of the things I I realized too in getting back on the scene, but playing bars now instead of playing churches, like when you're playing a church show, you're often the only act or you're you're one of like three. Yep. And then all those youth group kids are sent down there with 20 or 40 bucks by mom because mom wants them to bring home something positive. Yep. And so you're- Pimping the game, homie. Yeah, so you're, you're just moving a lot more merch. And it, it now, just get a lot more attention. Here's the flip side. Also, the problem with that is, depending on the group, but for us, yes. not only were we do, diluting our brand by trying to be in both markets, 
we were not creating fans in the church world mm. because like you said from the beginning we weren't christian rappers we weren't doing the yeah. kj john rubin right. cross movement thing we weren't doing any of that we were doing real rap music yeah you go into a church youth group you do a great show they're all excited yeah i want pianos now i'm buying it and that's it. It ends there. That's mm, not a fan. We weren't creating fans. We were just creating exciting people who bought a t-shirt in the moment and then you never hear from them again. Right. Maybe yeah. their pastor, their youth pastor is a fan of yours and he'll bring you back in six months or a year and they get excited again. Yeah. But there was no real fans that we were making. So like I said, from the outward it looks great, but it, eventually that's going to yeah. implode. And it did. Jay. Like lyrically, you guys were, you had so-called Christian content in your lyrics. I mean, yeah, depending on who you were. 
because you won't believe from the very beginning of our career how much Christians hated on us and talked mad. Right. Like we were the bad boys of Christian rap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Oh, I, my God. I tried to bring brainwash projects to Bakersfield. And a guy... They were like, hell no. He they, said masturbate. They, they said yes at first. And then it, it they was... They listened uh, to him and... Checking out her butt, never mind. Yeah. I'm like, he said never mind. Like, <laughs> Good try. Yeah. No, but it, you know just as well as I know, that wall or that hurdle, yeah. is you ain't getting over it. Yeah. You know, once the, uh, the guardsmen of that yeah. world say no, that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we would get hated on. And the irony of... I will not say any names but i've been on so many christian tours with all of your favorite christian artists that talk jesus shit all the time <laughs> and we would see him at the hotel drunk or getting high or doing all this yeah. stuff in the behind the scenes we're like oh it's like that homie and yeah. we're the bad boys of christian rap we go to the hotel eat some chick-fil-a and go to sleep <laughs> and we're the bad boys of christian rap because yeah. we keep it real with our music and be yeah. real yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just this yeah. weird thing but the problem is is that in life, you choose what yeah. you do and what you don't do. We weren't making good choices. We were letting it happen to us instead of saying sure. no. We dictate uh, who we are, how we present our brand. We didn't know all that. I yeah. didn't know that stuff. Our brand? I didn't know yeah. what a brand was. I was just like, dude, rap. We got a van. Yeah. Let's go. We got t-shirts. Let's go. Yeah. Money. They're paying us. Let's go. But yeah. we weren't, you know, we didn't have, we just didn't have the tools to think that way. We just had to run it. And now I know it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, but beyond beyond the um, like the business side of it, take me into like where you guys in in your lyrics, like what motivated you when you did talk like John and and uh, Flynn. You know, when they had the it's kind of rare, but the the inevitable return of the pretty boy virgins. Yeah, interesting. And and, and they've got songs about like saving themselves from marriage. Even so, on the new Rupier project, there's 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 uh I mean obviously there's very varying levels of uh, openness. Yeah. Or what people would feel comfortable talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it be their faith or their personal life. But the one rule that we've always obeyed as LA Symphony is basically keep it real. So okay. whatever we felt, we were allowed to talk about it. Okay. Now, there were parameters at some point, like no cussing, no this or that, right? right. right? Because especially we're in a deal with Squint, thrown into this Christian market, like, we, right. you know. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it was genuinely not us at yeah. the time. That wasn't us, and that's not what we did. But other than that, like, if we, if we felt like, you know, angry, we're, we'll write an angry verse. If we felt like we're dealing with a chick, we're going to write about that. If we felt something about God or something about faith, we're, we'll write it. But yeah. but we never limited ourselves or each other. Right. So whatever came up, came up. Yeah. And if it didn't, it didn't. And yeah. we didn't apologize for it. We just did it. Now, for you personally, you've addressed this a little bit on, on record. Yeah. At some point, you've kind of moved out of that Christian... Not yes. even the market. I'm talking about like the Christian world and yes. the Christian thing. What I know it's such a big question, but it is. I mean, it's it's like I have to try to give you a short answer to a very long and complex yeah, right. thing. Which you know, we're all on journeys. I'm still yeah. on a journey. I don't claim to know anything, really, yeah. to be honest with you. But I think um, you know, a lot of people like to call it like you address like losing your faith, or people say that a lot, like oh, you lost yeah. your faith. I disagree. I think okay. I have more faith now than I ever have okay. because I'm not afraid to say, I don't know, and right. be okay with that and be open to see what truth is revealed to me. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, I think there's some real big questions, very big ones, that there is no biblical answer for that 
is can make any sense or is accurate. And what I don't like about the church in on a whole, I don't know about the Orthodox. I'm not going to speak <laughs> on the Orthodox. I know this is an Orthodox podcast. This is not podcast. an Orthodox podcast. <laughs> Ancient Faith Radio is not putting this on it what anytime I don't, soon. What I don't like <laughs> about the church is the, oh, I know attitude. I yeah. hate that attitude. Okay. Like nobody knows, really knows what happens after you die. Nobody knows right. that. You know who knows? My dad. You know why? Because he's dead. Yeah. So until I die, I'm not going to really know whether I'm right or wrong. What yeah. you can say is I believe. And that's sure. okay because sure. people can believe whatever they want. But when people, and it, this, I'm talking about maybe Christianity on a whole, not sex or your church or what your church does or oh we keep it a little different because everybody varies but if you look at church on a whole and what what we have sort of presented ourselves to the world as we presented ourselves as know-it-alls oh i know where i'm going when i'm dead oh you do oh i know saying like we really don't we can only believe or say you know I, I just have faith that what I believe is going to take me to heaven or to whatever yeah. it is but you when you say you know it, it discounts so many things including other people's genuine feelings and their genuine beliefs you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. like if you know that you're right then you're saying everyone else on the planet is wrong and I don't think you reach people that way yeah. and I could not yeah. wrap my head around that but we're talking about a journey of asking questions that started in 2005 and I was still in church and I started asking questions I just started thinking like simple things like like prayer for example I stopped asking God for for anything in prayer back then so if I was praying I would never ask God to do anything why if scripture says I have given you everything that pertains to life and godliness what am I asking him for if he already gave it to me it's already in me I should be able to make it happen myself that's what I started thinking. Yeah. And I would ask about it. How does this work? How, how can I, why would I ask God to heal me? Or why would I ask God to give me, I'm just praying for this job. Yeah. None of that made sense to me anymore because I was like, what am I praying for? If, if I believe that he has given me everything that pertains to life, physical life and godliness, my spirit life, my everything, then I ha- he already did it. He yeah. did, he created it. But the idea of depending on what you believe who and what you believe God is. So if you believe he's omnipresent, all-powerful, and all-knowing, and the creator of this universe, what am I asking him for? He already created everything, including time, including the timeline, including what's going to happen, including the thing I want and the abilities to get it. I was praying for things and wasn't getting them until I took control and said, all right, God, I'm going to pray, and my prayer is going to be gratefulness. I'm just going to praise you, and it's just gratefulness. I'm not asking you for anything else. I'm just going to go do. If you said I have everything already, then I got the skills, 
the faith, the ability, the belief, the the will to get what I want, and yeah. I'll just thank you for it because you already gave it to me. So that was the starting. Okay. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you how delighted I am to be back in Bakersfield. I love this town. Let's cause a ruckus, yo. Uh. Whether kicking facts or kicking back, kicking indoors or kicking teeth, always overreact, overly strapped. Got guns like a mechanic. New definition of Hispanic causing panic. Cop my block barrel pressed to his neck. You can see it in his eyes that he's scared to death. These rappers dare to step with their heroin. Blood eating head spins like a pirouette. From my true grit, the Wild West give you a new hit. Either a punch in the face or from this music, I'm too slick. Home on the range, a city slicker. Gunslinger, greedy ticker. Same time, I'm pretty chipper. in my chopper, make my escape by helicopter. News reporters read my crimes off teleprompters. That hella proper. Knowing my mind, I'm off my rocker. Look in the mirror, tell myself they'll never stop. This yet. is high noon, gutted in moonshine for what it go. Cool head, these days, dupes for what it do. Shots pop up to the sky if you want it. Some California cowboys who keep it 100, 100, 100. Time and the place to be Quick draw, get it raw if you play with me Two shots, buck, buck to the sky If you want it, there's some California cowboys Who keep it 100, yeah. I don't think it's nice to laugh The telephone was ringing But without result for no one was in the place But the man with the coat 45 Park Ridge was alive in a smash Dead upon the floor A bloody hemorrhage Smoking gun up the door With the one he called a whore Apologize. 
2005 was also a big year for you because that was when your father died, right? Well, end of 2004. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I don't and, know and if you're trying to equate the two. No, no, I just, I, I just, I know your father was a firm believer. And yeah. I, I know in the song we did together, you talk about raising the question of, aren't we good believers? Didn't we put our faith in Jesus? Like, how could this happen if we are trusting God? And I was right. wondering if that played at all in no. your process. No, at the time when he died, I was still like, way Christian, way like, yeah. hallelujah, he went to a better place. Let's keep it moving kind yeah. of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And I took a lot of comfort in the typical Christian thoughts. And people would tell me like, he's in heaven now, so you got to keep going because he's not in your past, he's in your future now. So just keep living and you'll get back to him. And all, all those yeah. things I took, I took, uh, I got peace from those things. Okay. So it had nothing to do with that. I think it had more to do with um, basic questions that, that, I mean, I even had like when I first really goes back further in 2005, I even just taking a class, like, um, going to college, which a lot of people quote unquote lose their faith in college, which yeah. I don't like to call it that. I mean, some people maybe G give me a phrase to use. I, I think grow or maybe okay. just change your mind or, okay. you know, just don't, I don't believe all the things I believe when I was a kid. Yeah. or a young adult you know what I mean I believe different things but I don't think I lost my faith you know what I mean I'm open and I just want to see something a little more real than what the church tells us and I don't know that you can find it in just the Bible and I'm not even saying like other books either I'm saying yeah. like I just think God is bigger and completely ununderstandable in my opinion that's why I say I don't know but I, I don't think that nothing is out there. I just okay. don't know who or what he or it is. Yeah. But something got us here. My fingers work. Look, yeah. I'm moving yeah. them right now. My body works, homie. I go jogging yeah. every day. I didn't do that. So, I showed up. So do, do you pray now? No. No. I I I um I think I, I meditate, I express gratefulness. That's about as far as like a spiritual practice. Okay as far as that goes like that'd be the closest thing I do to actual prayer but I don't talk to God because I don't know who he is and I don't know what I would be saying to him in the first place okay. you know what I mean yeah. like to me I, I I read a lot about God I, I try to read and listen to speeches and things on all sides of the debate because yeah. I want to be well informed and understand what everybody's thinking <laughs> And what, what kind of a, sorry, God, I mean, <laughs> dog, <laughs> but I want to understand. I want to be able yeah. to understand, like, what do atheists believe? What yeah. are they talking about? Yeah. What do other religions, like, because I never explored the whole story. I just bought into my story and just blinders on, just, no, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And never thought, like, could, what I, could, am I damaging myself? Am I damaging other people? Do I really believe that somebody, not a like strap on a bomb type person but somebody who's just a genuine quote unquote sure. Muslim who yeah. prays to, does his five pillars prays to the east every day does his you know trip to Mecca raises his family to be good honorable people and genuinely believes that he's praying to his God and that he's going to go to heaven yeah. do I believe that guy's going to burn in hell I, 
I couldn't swallow right. that. Yeah. And the, the idea of people say, well, you know, Bible says that, you know, uh, you know, he's not going to come back until everybody's had a chance to hear his name or this and that and the other. But you got to understand, religion is very cultural. Yeah, sure. We are in America, which was quote unquote founded as a Christian nation. Right. So our natural inclination is to go, yeah, Jesus, that's the right story. But if you go to a Muslim nation, they know who Jesus is, but they're, they have no inclination to go like, right. I should be Christian. No, we culturally, we're Muslims. So culturally, Allah. Yeah. So it's a little unfair to really believe that like, oh, well, you just were born on the wrong side of the planet, burning hell. Like, okay, I can't <laughs> yeah, accept that, that. Yeah, that's that's not a narrative I accept either. No way. I can't accept that in yeah. any way. Because it's, it's so like... And it's also that we're better than you kind of thing, too, that ends up coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even when people don't mean to, I, I think I think it happens. I, I remember. Yeah, I don't. I, I agree. I think a lot of people mean well. They yeah. think they're they're being loving. They think they're... But that's the problem with blinders. Right. When you just buy into that one narrative. And, and it's the... it's Look, I don't blame... Like, I was indoctrinated into yeah. it. I was born into it. I was raised... Right. I had no reason to think anything else. So I'm like, no, that's right. it. Yeah. Allah, what, are you crazy? Yeah. Or, you know, Buddha or whatever. You must be out of your mind. Why are you shaving your head? You're Krishna? What the heck are you talking about? Yeah. Jesus. But, but if, if you stop and think like... Not saying that anybody else is right or wrong. It's just... Like you can't deny people their experience too. Just the sure, same way we yeah. we have our quote unquote experiences. Like I can't take your experience away from you. If you tell me it happened to you, right? Who am I yeah. to say no? It didn't. I mean, maybe you're wrong. Maybe your experience has an explanation. Yeah. But I'm not the one to tell you yes or no or explain it away unless we both sit down, uncover the facts, and say, oh, it wasn't actually a miracle, bro. Like. There was just a frog there, and he happened to that. That's the cure, and it slid across <laughs> your arm. Or I don't know. I'm yeah, just a yeah, stupid yeah, example, but yeah. I'm saying like, you know, if we dive into facts and discover it, but other than that, the hell, that then that becomes our shared right. experience, and then it's still an experience that nobody can take away from us now. So yeah. it's hard to. It's hard. That's why I'm comfortable saying I don't know, yeah. because I don't. And the truth is, I wish more people were, because people that say no, but I do know. They're full of shit to me, to be honest yeah. with you. It's bullshit. I don't care if you're a pastor or you're like a new Christian or a new Muslim or whatever you are. If you say, I know, you're, it's so arrogant and full of shit. You, people don't, like pastors and people who've studied the Bible their whole lives still don't really yeah. understand everything in that book. For the blood sucking freaks, the fun loving beats, the thugs from the streets, the guns making beats like ah, like ah. This is for the blood sucking freaks, the bones in the sheets, the honeys with cheeks, the dummies and freaks like ah, like ah. Blood sucking freaks just like your mama. Rap Obama back with more drama. More better like sweaters in cold weather. No blues, eating no booze with more cheddar. I'm out in Malibu and I don't even like the place. I ordered sushi and I don't even like the taste. I slapped it, that shit off my table. Brown balloons get pop hustle. Freak freaks come out at night by the bus low. Gotta go for the go for the gusto. And if you must know, I got a truckload of weirdo road dog freak.
freakazoid nuts. So, blood sucking freaks, what a bunch of geeks. And I've been taken out of church more than once a week. Too many emails and nowhere to hold them. I hit reply all and I told them that this is for the blood sucking freaks. The fun loving geeks, the thugs from the streets, the duns making beats like I. Sucking freaks, the bones and the sheets, the honeys with cheeks, the dummies and creeps like ah, like ah. Uh, dark meat, white meat, you can fight me. Vampires and I don't take them lightly. Promoters hear this and they might uninvite me. The scene isn't right, but the price just might be. Yeah, spin the wheel on a bar bark. All bark, all bite, plus I'm tall, dark, handsome, and bright. And sun is tight, and blood sucking freaks is my anthem tonight. That's dope. Yes, it is, Dougie. I'm super tight on the mic like a Snuggie. Warm and cuddly, still keep it kind of thuggy. Pack steel for real, these streets is kind of ugly. Psych. <laughs> I'm super fine. Between you and I, teach fools a new design. I spit this game so wicked and you can kick it with me. Trade nades, call it 50-50. Smoke the blood-sucking freaks, the fun-loving geeks, the thugs on the streets, the duns making beats like ah, like ah. For the blood sucking freaks, the bones and the sheets, the honeys with cheeks, the dummies and creeps like ah, like ah, shoot. I'm in the twilight, my body's full of true blood. In the underworld, the rap getting cool love. An older cat hanging with the Teen Wolves OG, lost voice, Mac toys with my mean hood. I'm the champ, check the stamp as a vamp out. Just to catch a glimpse of this pimp, people camp out. No doubt, numero uno, the monster. It's for show, one bite, and I gotcha. Me, makeup, Team Jacob. Keep her howling at the moon till we break up. How bad do you really want to get retarded? And how far will you go to get this party started? Let's have the time of our lives and be moderate. My whole conglomerate is probably off of it. So just holler if you hear me and yell it back. I love being weird. I'ma tell them that this is for the blood sucking freaks. The fun loving geeks, the thugs on the streets, the dunks making beats like ah. Freak, freak, yo. Like ah. Blood sucking freaks. For the blood sucking freaks, the bones and the sheets, the honeys with cheeks, the dummies and creeps like You know when there's a huge debate on, is it poetry, is it actual words did it really happen or is it just a metaphor is it this or that yeah you know in the christian community i mean let's talk about denominations yeah there's how many denominations are there i th i think the number that they throw out is like thirty thousand, but i think they count oh my god they count like individual churches okay as a denomination okay let's so say it was cut that at least let's say half. it was 30 denominations it's still 30 like god is not big enough to help us straighten that out and just have one like that's my point. Yeah, it's like the Orthodox Church has a different answer to that, but well, what is it? I'm open to hear it. Well, I, you know, we would say that that Jesus established the church through his apostles, and that church still exists, mm -hmm. and it's the Orthodox Church. Right. So you're taking the position that you're right, and true, that you true. know the right answer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. But you, you, no one can be sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, I respect everybody's experience, sure, their beliefs, yeah. like. You ask me about it, I'm gonna talk. Yeah. You know, and I and I knew we were gonna go here, so it's all good. Like I don't <laughs> mind, and I have a lot more things we could say, but we just don't have the time right. for it. We yeah. have to do a part two, okay. if you want. He's like, no, I'm never. <laughs> 
guy's no, we never can, coming back on the podcast. We can definitely do a part two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in short, you know, like like you, I don't want to call into question anybody's experience. Yeah. Because I don't I don't have any authority to know what happened exactly. with, with someone else. Uh, if, if they experience something and that is what they think, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had kind of a long journey that led me to orthodoxy. Right. And when I came face to face with it, um, there was de- there's definitely, what I said is at least true from a historical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Christians, or the, the people that were first called Christians, that happened in Antioch, in right. Syria. Well, we're still there. Mm. That The Antioch in Syria, those, those are Orthodox Christians. Yeah. Now, it's a most predominantly Muslim community at this point. Right. But there is a continuity, and it can be traced back. To what? To Scripture or to other... To, to the early church. Like, the people that the apostles preached to became Christians. Mm-hmm. And then they passed the faith and on and passed the faith on. Word of mouth, document, and, written down. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the Bible, there's like written... Yeah, we can and, and, and plus plus clergy and all of that. So like, right. we're still there. And we, we're... St- the, the community in those places... You don't think like the Catholic Church and a lot of other denominations would say similar things? Like, oh yeah, we came oh, from... Oh, sure. Down the line. So Peter. The Catholics would say the same thing. Right. And we would say that Catholics used to be part of part of the Orthodox Church. But then they branched off. They branched off, right. So that's where we would say is like, all these groups come from branching off of the truth. But that doesn't... That doesn't mean that we somehow think they're awful people or anything like that. Not on the surface, but are you? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like s- certain beliefs start to negate other people's feelings, emotions, experiences. It, it, you can't, you don't do it on purpose, but it sure. just happens. I mean, I've done it. We all do it. Do you know what I mean? The second we're like, well, we're we're yeah, of course, we're the we're it. Then yeah, a person who's like charismatic, who's like, I experienced the healing and I love Jesus too. You're telling me I'm wrong, like. You see what well, I'm see, saying? I, I don't. I don't think saying that uh, the Orthodox Church is a fullness of the Christian faith. I don't think that necessarily means that I'm telling anybody else that uh, they've completely lost it, right? Like, right. I, I, I don't have to evaluate their experience by simply saying what I'm saying. Now, I would love to invite them to explore the Orthodox Church, I would say it is yeah. the original Christian faith. Let me ask you about this. Yeah. See, I told you this is an Orthodox podcast. <laughs> um, do you think that you, or as a church, or maybe individuals, still live those strict Orthodox guidelines from that beginning of the church? Because what I see in the church as a whole is basically we just culturally, as we go along, appropriate new ideas. Like whoever the most fundamentalist person is in America still is not really living the Bible 100% right, because right. you end up culturally, if you were, okay, because in our culture, we don't stone people for being gay. Right. But if we lived by what the Bible says, you're supposed to kill them. So our, <laughs> this, this is way too big of a question for I this know, conversation. I know, it is. We're going to have to like part two this. But, but definitely, uh, you know, the Orthodox understanding of scripture is probably not the same mm-hmm. as a lot of explanations of it in in Western culture and Protestantism and that kind of thing. So, you know, we don't look at the Old Testament theocracy and say, oh, that should be the pattern for our society. But there's also New Testament scriptures that allude to like certain things like homosexuality being a sin and abomination and things like that. So if you take New Testament, then we're still culturally appropriating, well, now that's not cool. And I guarantee you in a few years, 
maybe even in Orthodox, I don't know, you're going to see much more gay affirming churches and like that right. won't be an issue anymore. Just like divorce once was like, you're out of here, you're divorced. Yeah. And now it's like, well. Well, so <laughs> this is not an Orthodox podcast, but I am Orthodox, so <laughs> it comes up. Um, <sighs> but, but so we, it's not like this stuff is new. People have always been getting divorced. You know, I, dudes you have know. always been having sex. Yeah, but like, what my point is, is that the church's response to it changes according to how culture changes. See, I, that's, I, I think at least from an Orthodox perspective, that our response to various sins or proclivities or whatever we're talking about, because it can it can be different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has has always been one in which we try to understand where the person is, where their journey is towards salvation. Uh-huh. Like I'm not going to be bashful. I'm. You you and I have talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about on you on your show how I lost my virginity. Yes. And we had a yes. lot of fun talking about that. Well, so the church has a particular teaching about uh, sexuality, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like. If I break that, that somehow I get kicked out and never come back. Right. Right. So we we work through these things in confession. Because you culturally appropriate it, though. It's not. Like, no. It's like we actually we actually have canons that guide how uh, how these things are handled, and it's up to the priest and the bishop on like to what degree it's handled, and that's actually built into the canons. There, there's actually a canon that basically likens the priest to a doctor. Right. If you go see your doctor. And you have a certain medical condition, he's going to give you a prescription. Right. But he might not Understood. give the same exact prescription to someone else. And that's not him bending to the person as much as it is recognizing what the person needs. So I guess my question and would be something more along the lines of then, you know, God, this is rules. We're talking about rules yeah. and canon and blah, 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 yeah. blah. So ultimately we're talking about these rules are set up because there's a belief that God sent his son, the whole Christian story, blah, 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 blah. The bigger question that I would have is like, why, 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 if God is not the author of confusion, why are we so confused as a people on the planet? Yeah. Well, I think we're broken people. Yeah, but why are we broken in the first place? I know. Such a big conversation. That's why I say I don't know. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We're going to have to do a part two to this, bro. And again, yeah. look, I'm not saying like it's all bullshit and I hate it all and, yeah. you know, but I am saying like there's a lot of stuff I can't buy into so I cannot participate if I don't feel like there's clear things that that are factual, yeah. that make sense. Yeah. And I don't like seeing, you know, Everything becomes the god of the gaps. So we believe one thing and then science goes, nope, that's this. Oh, well then let's find another gap to fit God into. Or we dig something up archaeology wise. Oh, well then God's right, not right, that's not God right. anymore. Now let's put the God in this gap. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. at what point do we go like a lot of what we believe is bullshit. We just gotta call it what it is. And it's not to say God is not real, it's just we don't have all the answers is what I'm trying to say. So to sure. me, I'm like, you know, it, I can't just commit. I, and it's not that I don't have morals. I still live. If anything, I say like, bib, I live by biblical principles. Like, cause I feel like you can bank on that. 
Yeah. You reap what you yeah. sow, you can bank on that. That's true. How you treat others, you know, and, and giving love and all yeah. those things and, and, you know, serving people. Those things are right. important and, and you can live by those things. But a lot of the quote unquote spiritual things, I just feel like I, I, I've been asking the question for 10 years plus 12 yeah. years and I don't get good answers from yeah. the church. I just right. don't from any church, orthodox or not. You know what I mean? I'm open though. Yeah, if if yeah. you hear something and you go, I got an answer, and I hear it, I'll change my viewpoint. I'll yeah. say, okay, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying like I'm shut off and that's it, you know. You take a class for all that drama Ain't trying to wreck your life Making you my baby mama Maybe I'ma be the greatest friend You ever, ever had And if it is God's will Then I'll be your baby dad But for now I'll try my hardest To treat you like no other Work hard to be that man of valor Not no Latin lover The Danny Glover in your life I'll be your lethal weapon Protection from unrighteousness That might have tried to crap it You know I slept in beds alone I wait to share my life with Wiffy Take time, make sure it's right Don't want relationships that's iffy But when the time is right I know her mind and gear is tight I see you with your little Shirt and lover cannot fight. You're looking splendid, girl. You're looking splendid. 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 She hits me on the self for stimulating conversation Not physical but mental as we join the congregation Singing hymns of him and you the sinners ushers greet you Honey you love God, well isn't that funny girl cause me now too I stay grounded to the dirt shedding feathers of no worth Down to my bare essentials as a trek upon this earth And as the days go by and I get a little more wise It's all in preparations 
so my eyes won't be lost. Ooh, if your gear is any inclination, what's inside your heart? Then you have the spirit of excellence, excel in every part. And me, I try my best to keep my spirit and flesh well dressed. Invest my time in prayer and do bench press to work my chest. I ain't out to impress. 25, the same address. Nonetheless, with progress comes all the added mess. True test comes when I'm so sure you'd rather caress and address. Man, why you wanna say yes to all that? You're looking splendid, girl. You're looking splendid. 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 Don't chick looking splendid. Rapid fire questions. Yeah. Right, too too serious, the rest are fun. Let's do it. Uh, do you ever fear death? I'm so glad you're no, here. not really. I want to be around as long as I can. Yeah. So, um, but nah, I mean, I just, it, it happens. So yeah. live life. I, I choose more to live life to the fullest and enjoy what I can now of my family and, and the goodness that is here. Yeah. And fully enjoy it. Because right. we all die. So. Right. It's about how we live. I mean, I didn't mean to quote William Wallace there, but I kind of just did. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So um, you heard the drop jaw conversation that I had. I did. I mean, and one one of the things um, he said in there is like he can't get past like the death and resurrection of Christ, like that the sacrificing of himself for people. Do you do you ever? Does that ever nag at you? Do you ever miss the Jesus story? No, I don't miss any of it. To be honest okay. with you. I think I, I, and I'm still so completely engulfed with it, I can't miss it. Because for so long, my life was entrenched in right, that, that's, that. There's that's just this residue of it all over me. Okay. So there's nothing to miss. I still hear it about still it all the time. It still lingers in your In my friendship? world, just in my world and just people. Okay. And it comes up and my mom and, you know, whatever. Oh, right. So, yeah. Right, right. What's your favorite taco? My mom's. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I like, uh, I think I like, uh, like, like the street tacos, like Pastor. Yeah. Like with a nice slice of pineapple in it. Yeah. Um, I like that. Now, why don't they have tacos in Puerto Rico, and why don't we have pasteles in in the United States? We do have pasteles if you go to the right Puerto Rican household. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I I've never seen them though until I went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, they're delicious. What you need to eat is mofongo. That yeah. It's delicious. See, my man Peter knows what's up. Peter's Mr. Game of Thrones air. back here. He knows about mofongos, man. They're delicious. Yeah. They're like. The, the Puerto Rican equivalent of like tamales, you know, okay. like, except instead of like the masa, the cornmeal, yeah, it's yeah. made with platanos, the yeah. bananas, you know, yeah, it's yeah. freaking delicious. Yeah, I need, I need to learn to make those. All right, so real quick, uh, hip hop pet peeve. Do you have one? I know, the I know old versus big... new argument. I'm so tired really? of it. It's so stupid. Okay. But we can get, that's a whole other podcast. We can take a whole podcast to talk about. Well, we'll, we'll file that away. Is there a podcast or a book that you've listened to lately that you think a non-religious audience would appreciate. Uh, yeah, the any pick any Game of Thrones podcast. They're awesome. There's a bunch of great ones <laughs> really? out there. I like the yeah. one by Bald Move. Those guys seem to cover it well. You yeah. listen to those guys? What, what are your socials? Uh, at Cookbook, the PR, everywhere. Easy. Easy, Easy peasy. 
Lemon Squeezy, baby. What's the favorite rap song of all time? Or some rap song is a that, game changer? That's too hard to answer for favorite of all time. Okay. I have many game changers too. But in the last week doing my radio show, um, a song came up and I said, I'm going to tell Chanjay to play this one. Because okay. it was a big part of like shaping kind of how you look at things. Okay. Um, and that's Slum Village, Fall in Love. All right. Okay. And the reason why it's dope is it, the hook goes, don't sell yourself to fall in love with the things you do. And that song was big with LA Symphony at a time when we were having our record deal, getting big, and then the turmoil was happening. And and you just start to learn, like, you don't hold on to these raps. Don't hold on to this stuff. Like, don't fall in yeah. love so much with that verse you did or that song you did or that whatever. Yeah. Like, just keep it moving, man, and, and you dope. know, enjoy it. But don't, like, it's not your baby. It's yeah. just a beat. You That's know what dope. I mean? Like, so... All right, before we roll into that, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. Heck Uh, yeah. I'm Chun Jay, and I'm here with... He's the brew, you're the beard, and I'm the shipwreck. (laughs) Right here on Beers, Brews, and Dudes. (laughs) That's terrible. If you you like the podcast, please subscribe or give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever, because that helps people find it. Got my first five star, and that Excellent, actually bro. helps the uh, podcast move up. So. It does, I know. It the, the five star, the ratings, and the comments are really important because yeah. they do give your podcast more visibility. People don't understand; they think we just want it for ego or something, but it really does help. Yeah, um, for people to find it. Yeah, because it, it moves it up the quote unquote charts and all of that. You know. Yeah, and I also I also want to say. Um, the listeners should definitely check out the Really Though podcast. Please, please. T-H-O. Very T-H-O. Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. So Really Though with Cookbook. Yeah. Subscribe. We're doing a lot of fun stuff over there, man. It's, it's a great show. It's a great yeah, show. It's good. And, and your stereotype show is a lot of fun, too. Thanks, bro. I'm having a blast doing them both, man. All right. Thanks for joining me. And thank you, Peter. All right, man. The Give problem. it up to, for Peter Targaryen. Make some noise. <laughs>
How do I get to the point? Constantly taking all my time. Time I could have been spending getting cash, getting mine. Hoping one day it comes around, one day when I'm the nigga getting money, getting cash, getting signed. Get in the fuck up the ghetto because I'm tired of crime. But it's a crime that I feel is fucking wasting time. But sometimes I feel like this shit is a waste of time. Yours and mine to these niggas out here trying to rhyme. The reason for it better show them be genuine. I do it because it gives me a sore peace of mind. And for the love, yourself to fall in love to do yeah. one two don't sell yourself to fall in love with those things